Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Awaken the Possibilities. I'm your host, Terry Wildeman. And as you know, I work with stressed and close to burned out entrepreneurs and help them leap off the hamster wheel of life and shift into calm, ease, and flow. And the result is they are resilient, unstoppable, intuitive leaders and practical business mystics. And my guests all complement what I do. And today's guest is someone who I absolutely adore. You've never heard me say that on the show. I adore this next guest. She and I have so much in common. Yes, I am dark haired. Yes, she's blonde, but (laughs) we're opposites. But we have so much in common. And I remember when I went, when I first met her, I sat in on her four day program and I walked out just vibrating. And I'm thrilled to share with you the energy of this amazing woman. So without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Wendy Lipton Dibner. She is a five-time best-selling author and internationally recognized authority on business acceleration through impact strategy and ethical influence. She's a social researcher by training and entrepreneur by choice. She has built $10 million retail and service businesses of her own, 10 multi-million, let me rephrase that, 10 multi-million dollar retail and service businesses and help thousands of fortune, healthcare, entrepreneurial, and nonprofit organizations increase revenues exponentially by making a measurable difference in people's lives. As president and CEO of Professional Impact, Wendy has touched millions, and I guarantee you it's been millions, of lives through her best-selling books, world-class speaking engagements, sold-out live events, popular media appearances, and online training programs. She's presented at the United States Senate and serves as a trusted advisor to top influencers, executive entrepreneurs, and credentialed experts worldwide. Forbes calls Wendy's strategies the secret to success in business, and Inc., describes Wendy's focus on impact strategic map as your path to profitable success. Welcome to Awaken the Possibilities, Miss Wendy. Harry, I, I, if I were any more excited about being with you, I would have to like jettison straight out. I've really been looking forward to this. It's so good to see you. Well, the feeling is mutual and it, it is great to see you and I'm honored to have you on my podcast. I truly am because I love your message so much and it needs to be heard. Your expertise, your experiences, your stories are so juicy and powerful that quite frankly, I want to share them with my audience. So I know that you began as a researcher and a teacher at a university and I'm curious, how did you leap from opening from being a a professor to opening 10 successful businesses that that's that's quite the launch (laughs) it is it is and I love the question because it's one of my favorite stories and it is what started this and one of the things that you say so beautifully you know in terms of of trusting your intuition and listening to what you're being told right um I never wanted 
to be a researcher. That was never my goal. As you know, I wanted to be with Barbara Streisand. I mean, there was, there was no, zero plan to be a teacher or a researcher. I, I went to graduate school because my family told me to, which is a boring story that led to a really exciting adventure, right? Um, so in the middle of presenting a research report, I got recruited to do this research study um, straight out of grad school, which was a gift. Um, and I left and took this position teaching and doing research. And one of the research studies that I was put in charge of was to evaluate a new alcoholism treatment center at a time when this was brand new. All right. So, so we're going to date ourselves here, right? So this was back in the early 80s. And in that time, people were just starting to ask questions like, is alcoholism a disease or is it a social problem? So this hospital had developed a treatment that they wanted evaluated, and that's what I was directed to do. Mm -hmm. About three years into the study, we get a letter from the United States Senate that wow. they too are looking at alcoholism, and many other health issues to determine whether or not their disease is because, and here's the political piece, if they are, then the next question that Congress needed to decide was, should it be covered by something new everybody was talking about called health insurance? Wow. Right. So we go back a ways. This was in the early days of the HMOs, right? Um, so we were asked to come and present the report. And so in that moment on for the next six months, every single day, six hospital attorneys crammed into my tiny little eight by eight cubicle to watch what I was doing. And everything I wrote down, they would look at and they would raise their eyebrows and they'd say, maybe you could just say it this way, or, you know, I think you should put a comma there, or do you really have to include that number? One of the things we were taught in graduate school, Terry, and I know, you know, if you torture the data enough, they'll confess to anything. And what the attorneys were doing in their own really logical and not illegal way was getting me to torture the data so that it would present the hospital in a better light. Wow. And while it wasn't illegal, it wasn't ethical from my like, you know, 21 year old perspective. Right. Um, so long story short, we end up in Washington DC ready to present this report. I had worked it and worked it. And on the morning I'm supposed to start presenting, I open my book and it's not the report I had written. It's the one they had altered at the last minute to make sure all the T's were crossed and I's were dotted. But I didn't recognize it. And I didn't know what would come when I turned the page. And it scared me. I was afraid to stand in front of the Senate and say things that I wasn't sure were true. It, it, none of, understand, none of it was a lie, but I got frightened. And so instead of just forging forward and reading it, I had to make a decision in that moment. Um, and it's a decision I think that a lot of entrepreneurs make. 
at some point in our career, we're faced with a moment where we have to decide what we do next. The question I was asking myself is, do I speak what I know or do I read this? Um, and I just, you know, I heard this voice in my head that was about trusting myself, about following integrity and trusting the data. So I opened my mouth and I just started to talk about the study. I mean, nobody knew it better than me, right? I was managing the darn thing. And as soon as I went off script, my boss on one side of me and the hospital director on the other kind of grabbed me and all the male attorneys that were behind me, you could hear their breathing change. And I got scared again, but I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. And so I forged ahead. And the long and short of this is that by the time we finished, the senators made a decision that in fact, what the hospital was doing was awesome. And what we had found was life changing. And they made a decision that alcoholism is a disease. And because of that, millions of people have been served through their insurance and medical intervention ever since. But there's no way I could have known that. What I learned that day was two really important lessons that I've carried with me that launched it all for me. One is that I really have to know that what I do makes an impact. And that one woman standing there making an ethical decision and doing what she believes is right can go on to make a massive impact in the world. That I knew on that day. The other thing I learned was I couldn't be an employee. Uh, I just couldn't follow other people's rules. So I went back to the university. I quit my job. Um, and that night, my hairdresser came to my home to do my hair. And she brought a bottle of wine to celebrate the fact that I had quit. Now, you have to understand, directing an alcoholism study for three years, I hadn't had a sip of anything. And so about one glass in and I was ready to roll. And I came up with an idea that she and I should open a hairdressing salon and show the world that you could make more money by focusing on impact than by focusing on money. Stayed up all night, wrote a one-page proposal, walked into a bank the next day and told them my intention was to open a social laboratory to prove that business could be more effective if we stopped thinking about money and put all of our focus onto making a measurable difference in people's lives. And they were intrigued. They wrote me a check for $50,000, which at the time was a fortune. And then I opened my first business and never looked back. Thank you for sharing such an amazing story. You bet. And the emotion is huge because that has been, we share the mantra, put people first, put service first, the rest is going to flow. Prosperity comes after you focus on service from the heart, not from here, from the heart. Right. Absolutely. So congratulations because that really is a phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishment. And you trusted your intuition. You trusted your wise inner, what I call my, your wise inner guidance system. Right. And uh, the people behind, you taught those people, your bosses and the lawyers a lesson. 
And I did. Never, yeah. never hire a girl from Manhattan. That's what I taught them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you know, one of the things that I know about you is don't ever tell you no, because you're going to prove a way of doing things. And I love the story of your second business. It's a brilliant story. And the day you opened your door was Black Monday, October 1987. It was the day the stock market crashed. Right. You lost everything you made from the sale of your first business. Right. And your target market for this next business had just lost all of their money too. And all the odds basically were against you again. Right. You know, it, it, you follow your gut. Don't tell me no. That's why I love you so much because we had the same philosophy. Right. One month later, your new business was up, flourishing, run, uh, running, and you were making thousands a week. Yeah. How did you do it? Especially appropriate message during this very challenging episode in humanity. Exactly right. Exactly right. So please, you guys, everybody listen to this because it was so simple. Um, I made a lot of money from the sale of my first business and got a phone call on that day as um, I was hanging my shingle out my door, right? Um, Sorry, Wendy, I don't know how to tell you this. Your account is drained. And then I, of course, quick turned on TV, found out what was going on. And in that moment, again, I had a decision to make. But I remembered what had happened at the Senate. And I knew that the reason we had done so well in that first business, which we had done really well, um, was because I had made a decision to focus on impact. And so standing there with all of these people hanging out windows, frankly, and right, really upset, was I asked one question, Terry. The simple question is, okay, fine. Who needs me the most today? And that's the question we all have to answer right now. Who needs me the most today? For me, the answer was stockbrokers. I mean, who more than anyone else in that moment was carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders were all of these brokers who were having to call their clients, just like mine had just called me and said, you're broke. Have fun. I don't know what to tell you. Right. So I just went downtown and I started hopping from brokerage firm to brokerage firm to brokerage firm, offering my services being there for them, taking care of them and offering free stress management seminars, free whatever I could give them seminars. And little by little, all of a sudden, they all started to turn around. Their profits went through the roof during the worst, worst crisis since the Great Depression at the time. And it was all because I was teaching them what I had done in my first business all the strategies we had created and made up along the way, putting people first and making sure that we make a difference. The question that we all need to be asking right now is who needs me the most today? And then go do something about it. That is so simple, so powerful, 
and so brilliant. So, and, and that's really what it is. Simple and powerful. Because we do go into fear, don't we? When um, in challenging times, we go into fear. How do I make money? How am I going to feed my family? How am I going to put food on the table? My business just, just crashed. What am I going to do? You know, and so we, we live in that fear. And as you know, and I know because we, you know, we both teach stress management, it's, it builds if you don't shift and you get consumed in the fear. Mm-hmm. However, so many of us are, we lose our power. We give our power away to fear. Mm-hmm. And if we choose, and that's the big word there, to shift and pivot and look for blue sky out of service, magic happens. And that's what you just proved. Yeah, you know, um, what, what I learned um, is that there is tremendous power in our fear. And the secret for me has been to use it effectively. So rather than try and make myself stop being scared, I say, okay, fine, I'm going to take this power that I feel, I mean, my gosh, there's a whole lot of energy, right? Mm-hmm. And say, how can I use this for good? How can I help someone using all this energy that's generated in my body? Because I'm like, so, you know, and boom, all of a sudden, it's a complete realignment of all that energy that ultimately becomes powerful forward movement that makes a massive difference in the world in whatever way is necessary at that time. And in doing that, you are impacting others in a very powerful way. So you are considered the world's leading authority on impact strategy and ethical influence. And that's something that I know for myself, which is really why I want to join the show so much because we share so many of the same values. And, you know, people are tired of hearing about me. They get, I mean, it needs to come from somebody else. You know? We become talking heads. And having you share those same values, it just warms my heart. So I really want to hear from you, Wendy. What, in your words, in your world, is impact strategy And how does it thread? How do you thread the needle to connect it to ethical influence? Right. So that's the perfect question. The the simple truth is that I have never met anybody that doesn't want to make a difference in somebody's life. I mean, this is not new. Right. What is new, or at least was for me when I started, was how do you do that in a business setting? Um, The... I changed a whole tactic in my head that ultimately became the first business, which is to look at impact in a slightly different way. You know, um, to, in these days, everybody uses the word impact, right? Whether you're looking at weather or whether you're looking at making a difference, impact is, is way overused, kind of like we got into saying love for everything and then we forgot what we meant with it, right? So for me, impact is the measurable difference we make in people's lives as the direct result of contact with us, with our team, with our message, with our marketing, with our products and our services. If in business, every single aspect of what we do isn't strategically designed to make a measurable difference, then I don't do it. 
And my clients over the years looked at, frankly, how I had made all this money in my first business so quickly. They hired me to make money. They did not hire me to make a difference, right? It's like yours, Terry. They, they hire you because they want their business to get better. Your strategy, your way of thinking, your connecting people with their energy and their angels, that's your strategy and your tactic. But at the end of the day, most of them first come to you because they want their business to be more successful. So that was me. Exactly right. Right. So my strategy was made up because there was no strategy for this. Nobody had ever talked about this back then, which is probably how I came, became the world's leading authority because nobody had done this. At the end of the day, what I was looking for was what does science, social science, right? Um, sociology, psychology, anthropology, and neuropsychology, and biology, and, and all of these allergies, right? What did I learn in grad school that I can actually use? And I looked at these things every day and I said, what can we learn from science about why people do what they do? About what moves someone to take a certain action and not take another action? And can we use that information in a way that actually ethically moves people to let themselves have everything they really want. And if we can do that consciously, consistently, and measure it, then people will move themselves to action. So the connection between being focused on impact and creating strategies that would ethically move people to action was all about the simple truth that we can't make a difference in people's lives if they're not willing to change. Mm -hmm. So I made a decision that it isn't our job to tell people what they should do or should want, right? Not going there, not taking that responsibility. I'm not their mom. But if I can find a way to help them get what they want, that's everything. So that's where the path between making an impact and ethically influencing people to take that path come together and everybody wins as a result. And it's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And I have seen you. I have observed. I have witnessed. I have seen you shift an entire room of people with your phenomenal influence. And that's why I love you so much because you are so blessed and authentic. And that's the key, isn't it? It's about being authentic and in integrity with who we are as people. That's right. And as professionals. And as professionals. I think that's something we see a lot is that we may be fully authentic with our friends and family, but then we get into a work environment or a professional environment, speaking on stages, Zoom, whatever. And the next thing we know, we're putting on somebody we're not. You know, the imposter syndrome is huge in our industry. Mm. Okay. And... I find sometimes that the imposter syndrome with some of our colleagues runs really deep because 
of a lack of integrity and authenticity and fear of really tapping into who they are instead of who they want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And a driving need to capitalize on so many people who need help. Yes. And and that really is a key piece, capitalizing on people who need help. So where's the authenticity? Is it coming from here or is it coming from here? Because when it... Actually, I think it's on the other side of their body, but don't get me started. (laughs) Got it. Okay. <laughs> I think we'll just leave it at that. I think we said all we need to say. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I am not happy with a lot of what goes on, as you know. Yeah, and, and I feel the same. It's it's I just see um it, it's time for those of us who are really called or who are being called into service from the heart and really want to make a difference to rise, elevate ourselves and be visible in ways we've never been visible before so that we can help those who want our services. Who, you know, who are we to play small when our skill sets and who we are, we are made to help so many other people. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. um, it's been time for a really long time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, people who we're, we were playing about just a couple of minutes ago don't get to rise when people like you rise up. Mm-hmm. So the more that you shine, Terry, the less space there is for people who are trying to take advantage of others. Mm-hmm. So you just keep doing this, girl, because the more you do, the less empty holes will get filled by people who aren't as ethical as we'd like them to be. And what a great way for you to share your closing words. What is the best piece of advice that you have for our audience? It's twofold. One, of course, is in business is to focus on impact and move people to action. Because when you do those two things, you get to help the people that most need you. Mm-hmm. But the personal piece is, is deeper. Uh, one of the things I learned um, the hard way by watching my mom pass away far too young mm-hmm. is that life is far too short to settle for less than we truly want. That's why we need to go up every single morning, look in the mirror, And just ask ourselves, you know, are you making the impact you want to be making, right? If you're not making the impact that you want to be making, then you're settling. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, whether it's go down in the kitchen and make your impact or whether it's go to school or whether it's put yourselves in front of your team and say, hey, guys, we need to do something more powerful We need to make a greater difference in this department, in this department, in this department. Talk to me. How do we do it? Go out there every single day and make an impact and don't settle for less than you truly want in your business or your life. Thank you for such beautiful, beautiful advice. So how can people find you, Wendy? I'm everywhere. 
<laughs> I'm everywhere. Um, uh, on Twitter, I'm Impact Expert. That's an easy way to find me. Um, otherwise, it's Wendy Lipton Dibner, uh, which seemed like a good idea at the time, and 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 that hyphen thing. But there is a hyphen between Lipton and Dibner because I'm blessed to be married to who I think is the most wonderful man in the world. He is a brain. Uh, he is very special. I'm so glad you guys got to meet. Um, so yeah, Wendy Lipton Dibner, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, and and the action movement is free videos. Nothing's being sold. So you're welcome to go there and get some information on how to make a greater impact um, and have fun with it. And that is the free gift, theactionmovement.com. Right. And it will be listed underneath this video. Right. Wendy, I am just so ecstatic that you were here on the show today you know that uh, i love being in your energy it is so real oh honey yeah. when you made the invitation i was like oh my god terry i haven't seen her in a thousand years so i'm just this has been so much fun and i'm just grateful to your audience for giving us an excuse to come together Oh, yeah. See, you guys rock. You guys rock. Because we totally. all went to me together again. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for being here. On behalf of Wendy and myself, have your best life ever. Succeed on every level from the heart. And I look forward to seeing you on our next episode. You take good care. Hugs to all.